Pushkin. Small business owners, this one's for you. Chase for Business and iHeart bring you a new podcast series called The Unshakables. This one-of-a-kind series will shine the spotlight on small business owners like you who faced a do-or-die moment that ultimately made their business what it is today. Learn more at chase.com slash business slash podcast. Chase, make more of what's yours. Chase mobile app is available for select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. J.P. Morgan Chase Bank, N.A., member FDIC. Copyright 2024, J.P. Morgan Chase & Company. The most innovative companies are going further with T-Mobile for Business. The PGA of America is helping lower scores and elevate fan experiences with AI coaching tools and 5G-connected cameras. AAA is getting more drivers back on the road fast with location telematics. And the Las Vegas Grand Prix is powering race day operations with 5G connectivity, giving fans an experience at the speed they deserve. This is accelerating innovation with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at tmobile.com slash now. Hey, Dream listeners. If you like this podcast, you're going to love the book. Yeah, I wrote a book. It's called Selling the Dream, and it's coming out March 12th, 2024 on Atria. It's about all of your favorite characters from MLMs and some that you've never even heard of, I hope. Check it out. He's a hypnotherapist. Oh, he does NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming, which uh-huh. I don't think is a real thing. I mean, it's a real thing in that people like claim that they know that they're educated in it, but I, it's a pseudoscience, right? I mean, isn't it normally associated with... Cult? And manipulation. Yeah, yeah. that's what I was going to... Yeah. And I recognized it as neurolinguistic programming. And then he started to use all of these tactics like information control, behavior control, emotional control. He started like telling us what emotions were acceptable and ones what were not. And like my brain was like firing on all cylinders. Like I'm like, I could, I was just like checking off everything that I was reading about. He is emotionally manipulating us right now. He is controlling us. Okay, let's get back into that whole mindset thing that all life coaches rely on. When you tell your mind what's important to you, there is extraordinary science that proves that your mind has a live and ever-changing filter, a, a live network that changes how it views the world, what it lets in, what it blocks out. And if you program your mind correctly, and if you're clear about what you want to create, your mind will help you get what you want. When I say watch your language, our words shape the way we think and how we feel, and how we feel determines what we do, and what we do determines whether you get results or not. I'm talking about being aware that there are certain words that you use, everyone individually uses, that put your energy up and some that put it down. Certain words and phrases start to limit you. Certain words and phrases free you. By transforming the words you use regularly, you literally change your biochemistry, your emotions, your thinking, and your actions. Let's say you decide to make some chocolate chip cookies. You get out a bowl, you add the milk, you add the flour, the brown sugar, the egg. But what if I told you that the cookies changed the way they tasted based on the bowl you picked? That's what language is. Language does not just communicate 
emotion. It shapes what we're feeling. That was Mel Robbins, Tony Robbins, and Brene Brown. Who forgot to add chocolate chips to that chocolate chip cookie recipe that was a weird metaphor for something? What all of this sounds like to me is manifesting or envisioning or whatever. But the key words they're using are brain and language and programming. The combination of those three things, the way you think, the words you use, and the stuff you've been programmed to believe, it has a name all the experts know. Neuro-linguistic programming, or NLP. Tony Robbins is an outright proponent and expert in NLP, and it has seeped into almost every corner of the coaching world. But the scientific world says it's complete hooey, which made it really hard to find someone reputable to talk about it. Academics simply don't take it seriously. The first sentence on Wikipedia's page about NLP reads, Neurolinguistic programming, NLP, is a pseudoscientific approach to communication, personal development, and psychotherapy. So the Tony Robbins, the expensive workshops, the pseudoscience, I mean, NLP is not great at being taken seriously, at least by me, just like weed. But there's no ignoring its impact on coaching. Finally, I found someone who said they would, for free, help me understand this thing. John James Santangelo. Before we get started, I listened to a couple of your episodes. Uh Uh-huh. You're, you're, you're like, you're tough. Oh, (laughs) I'm like, you're going to ask hard questions. I'm giving it back to you. I can't wait. Yeah. John has written a book called Discovering NLP, Introduction to the Basic Principles of NLP. And if I were his copy editor, I wouldn't have let him put NLP in the title twice. But anyway, luckily, John lives nearby enough to be here with me in person. Perhaps that was my first mistake. I started out probably like most people, looking for answers. Mm -hmm. And... I started my psychology degree and going that direction. I'm like, no, don't want to do that. I can't sit in a room for eight hours with people and just listen to people complain. I'm not that kind of person. I'm the kind of person, if we communicate and you tell me what the problem is and I have a solution, I'm going to kick you in the ass to -hmm. tell you how to do it. I found NLP after I found Tony Robbins and I got certified. Then I went on to different instructors around the country and then finished my degree, just finished my PhD in clinical hypnosis. Mm -hmm. I started doing that, and I thought, I don't need that. I just just wanted the PhD after my name looks good on the book. Dr. John James Santangelo, Ph.D., is not a huge fan of traditional talk therapy, especially the Freudian kind. Neither were the men who invented neuro-linguistic programming. When we come to the conclusion that we don't know what we're doing and we go to seek help outside of ourselves, Mm -hmm. we usually go to a therapist. Mm -hmm. And up until the 40s, 50s, and 60s, that's all there was. There was no other type of traditional therapy. So these two gentlemen at the University of Santa Cruz, one was a mathematician, he's a genius. So there were these two guys at UC Santa Cruz in the 70s. These two guys, their names are John Grinder and Richard Bandler. Bandler was studying psychology, and Grinder was a linguistics professor. And I don't know if you know what UC Santa Cruz in the 70s is shorthand for, but it's like hippy-dippy thinking. And a lot of it was great. Together, they decided to cook up a new method of essentially helping people feel better and do better and like achieve their dreams and stuff without dwelling on the past. They wanted action steps. They wanted forward thinking. They wanted formulas. They wanted cheat codes to happiness and success. But back to our discussion. I just want to warn you, this was one of the most frustrating, 
overwhelming yet utterly mesmerizing interviews I've ever done. What yeah. is neuro-linguistic linguistic programming. programming? Well, neuro-linguistic programming means neuro, the mind-body connection, because we know they're connected and we can't work on one without the other. Then the linguistic part is language, the language that we talk to ourselves like you're doing right now, you're asking questions or making comments in your head, and how you communicate with the language with others outside of yourself. Okay. And then the programming, it is a process. There are processes, but the programming comes from like a computer. Okay. A computer is a blank hard drive until we install software, which is we are programming the computer mm -hmm. the same way that we program our children. Children come into the world, we all do, with blank hard drives. We're surrounded by our primary caretakers. That's usually your parents or one parent. Mm -hmm. Could be your grandparents that brought you up. If you are brought up in a foster care, right? Mm -hmm. Those become your primary caretakers. Then they download their software, their beliefs, their behaviors, their modalities, how they function, how they communicate, onto our hard drive. Okay, so you're thinking of the brain as... We're all born with a blank hard drive. And then tell me where the linguistic programming comes in. Like, where does it get okay. Good. Good programmed question. incorrectly or Good correctly? Question. Yeah. Well, who decides that? What's correct? Yeah. Well, I'm a mom, so I do. <laughs> you, you, as the individual, <laughs> oh, okay. decides if... They did it right or they did it exactly. wrong. Exactly. But when and how? Usually when you run into a block wall or you run into a problem... So we don't really figure out until sometime later on in life, usually it's probably in your 20s, mm -hmm. after you get out of school or college, you start having to live your life, get a job, maybe you're in a committed relationship, whatever that is, and you figure out, this is not working for me. Mm -hmm. So when we get to that stage of figuring out, this is not working, what do most people do? Go to therapy. Some. Most. Oh, you asked most. Um, I don't know. So when we come to the conclusion of things aren't working in our life, we try to fix things ourselves. And a lot of the times, how could you know what to do when all you know is the way that you've been doing it? If you only have one way of making a cake and it completely turns out bad every time, and somebody says, your cake sucks, it tastes bad, and you go back in to make another cake, but you only know one way to make it, how are you expecting to produce something different? Right. So that's when most people go to traditional therapy. The co-creators of NLP decided, if the problem was bad the first time, talking about it over and over and over again isn't going to make it better. Hmm. So we look at problems like that and go, how can I solve that? And you solve it because what we call a trans-derivational search. We Wait, go, a what? Trans-derivational <laughs> search. Okay. This is another term those guys made up at UC Santa Cruz, which is a fancy way of saying remembering something, a trans-derivational We go back into a past. We pull up that video of okay. how we did it before. We bring it in front of us and go, ah, that's how I do it. And you do it again. And then you don't get the result, your brain goes, well, let me go back into the past, see if I can try something else. But everything you've tried doesn't work. 
you're still looking at the same problem with the solution that you've been dealing with the entire time. Okay. Now, hopefully, if a good therapist will come along, will allow you to come up with the solution. Mm -hmm. But most people don't. That's why they keep going back to the same therapist year after year after year. The most innovative companies are going further with T-Mobile for Business. The PGA of America is helping lower scores and elevate fan experiences with AI coaching tools and 5G-connected cameras. AAA is getting more drivers back on the road fast with location telematics. And the Las Vegas Grand Prix is powering race day operations with 5G connectivity, giving fans an experience at the speed they deserve. This is accelerating innovation with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at tmobile.com slash now. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. I've interviewed many successful people over the years, and one thing I find fascinating is that many of them don't consider themselves business savvy. Take the owners of Tightknit Brewing. They turn to Chase for Business for everything from banking and payment acceptance to credit cards and do all of it in one place with the Chase mobile app. And that's helped these brew-loving friends turn a passion into a business. Learn more at chaseforbusiness.com. Make more of what's yours. Chase mobile app is available for select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. J.P. Morgan Chase Bank, N.A. member FDIC. How does it work? Like, what is the okay, I'll give thing you an, you're... Here it is. So we study we what's called modeling, because NLP is about modeling success. And then there's a strategy or recipe or a program that they implemented themselves. Now, usually they don't even know what it is. But we in NLP can model their success by their beliefs, mm-hmm. their internal language, and the physiological processes they went through. If I can map those out then I can take that model now that I have and teach it to somebody else. But like, I don't understand. Like, what are you okay, saying so, to okay, people? So, uh, so our world, our map is made up of our five senses. Okay. Okay. Yep. There are 2 million bits of information coming into our brain every second. Mm-hmm. Things you're not even aware of. Mm-hmm. The way your feet feel in your shoe. The way your fingers is touching your eye. Your, your headphones. The, the taste in your mouth, the yep. things that you're saying, yep. your internal processes, you're not aware of those until I bring them up. Mm-hmm. So those 2 million bits come in, but the brain chunks them down to seven plus or minus two. How do you know that? Because there are studies done, Miller Glanton in 1957 did a study and he said that we can only process seven bits of information at a time. The, the length of a phone number. Coincidence? Hmm. No. <laughs> so... This information is... They didn't always... They weren't always seven numbers. I know. But it's it's funny how... Coincidence. That's what I said. I'm going to jump in here and correct John. It was actually a 1956 paper, not 1957. It came out of Harvard. And there's been some recent scholarship about how beautifully written it was, entertaining and well-received. It begins, My problem is that I've been persecuted by an integer. 
For seven years, this number has followed me around, has intruded my most private data, and has assaulted me from the pages of our most public journals. This number assumes a variety of disguises, being sometimes a little larger and sometimes a little smaller than usual, but never changing so much as to be unrecognizable. The persistence with which this number plagues me is far more than a random accident. There is, to quote a famous senator, a design behind it, some pattern governing its appearances. Either there really is something unusual about the number, or else I am suffering from delusions of persecution. The author, George Miller, was so delightful in his approach that his conclusion, based on dozens of real studies he references in the paper, might have halted further progress of study into that area for quite some time. In 2015, Nelson Cohen, a professor at the University of Missouri, wrote a paper called George Miller's Magical Number of Immediate Memory in Retrospect, Observations on the Faltering Progression of Science. Why don't you tell us what you really think, Nelson? Well, he does. Quote, It was oddly followed by rather little research on the numerical limit of capacity in working memory. Given that the article was written in a humorous tone and it was framed around a tongue-in-cheek premise, I argued that it may have inadvertently stymied progress on these topics as researchers attempted to avoid ridicule. Great. Moving on. Anyway. Okay, so all this information is coming in. You're outside, you're driving your car, whatever it is, talking to your daughter. All this information is coming in. We distill it down to seven pieces, but we have to filter it first. And it's filtered through our beliefs, Mm -hmm. our decisions, Mm -hmm. our past, our attitudes, our values, and our memories. Yeah. What shows up on the other side of that is what we call an internal representation. Now, I'm going to give you an example. That I understand. I'm going to give you a word which is, you don't know the word yet, it is outside of you. It is going to be one of those pieces of information coming in. You're going to make meaning of it by distilling it and filtering it through all your stuff. Okay. And then when I point to you, I want you to say the first thing that comes to mind. Okay. The word is dog. Gross. Gross? (laughs) Okay, that's funny. (laughs) Because, not that it doesn't matter, but why? I think dogs You don't like dogs. Okay. Yeah, no. So, so, uh, (laughs) So this event comes in. We filter it. We make some internal representation of what it is. It changes our state, our state of mind. Mm -hmm. I'll give you an example. Because now I'm thinking about how gross dogs are. Yes. So that changes your internal state. Now I'm going to give you a more complex word. Okay. Love. Hate. Ooh. Now I, I look at what's funny, audience. I just saw this look on her face and it was an emotional response to hate. What that, was it? That, no, I don't know what it is. No, I'm I mean, just, so what was the look, if you could describe you, 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 it? All of a sudden, everything got sucked out of you. It just went like that, like mm-hmm. you just did it again. So we have this emotional response, which, look, you did it again. So the event comes in, you filter it, you get an emotion, it changes. Yeah, and you go, <laughs> Stand up. Okay. Stand up. Take a deep breath. Think of your daughter. What's she wearing today? Good. Sit down. There you go. I just changed your state. Okay. So the emotion comes in. It changes our state, changes our physiology, and we behave through that physiology mm-hmm. like you just did. Mm-hmm. You went, yeah. that's a behavior. This is going on every nanosecond of our experience in life. Okay. As I communicate, 
lights coming in, you're hearing other things, you're talking to yourself. This is all events coming into your mind, filtered through those responses that you had in the past. You get an emotional feeling from it. It changes your physiology and we behave. That is how we do things. So, okay. So had you not had me stand up and think about what the stupid outfit my kid picked out, had you not had me do that? You would have been stuck in that negative state. Really? Yeah. And you kept. I would have been grumpy. Yeah, no, not grumpy. You were just like, ugh. You, you, I watched you loop through it three times. Now, here's what I meant by the state and physiology are interchangeable. When you feel an emotion, it changes your body. Mm-hmm. But also, when you change your body, it changes your emotion. Okay, tell me examples of that. What I just had you do. Oh, stand I up. I said, stand up. Think of your daughter. And you all of a sudden started smiling. You threw your shoulders back. Your chin went up. You took a deep breath. And all of a sudden, everything went, ah. Oh, and you got this enlightened feeling. Yeah. So one of the things Tony Robbins talks about is when you're in a negative state, and there's plenty of words that can represent that negative state, don't sit in it. Don't dwell in it. Get up and move. Mm-hmm. That's how easy it is. Do you understand? Here's the problem with life. This is the problem. Okay. We're not taught how to put ourselves in a good mood. Hmm. We know how to put ourselves in a bad mood. Just think of something that we don't like or we that happened in the past or something that's coming up that's going to give us anxiety. All of a sudden, bam, we get the emotion, our physiology changes, and we behave. Mm-hmm. It's sad. It's sad that we're not taught that if you change your body, you can change your state. I, do I have to be doing this all the time? No, no. So what is the so, NLP so, part? <laughs> Jesus. Because. <laughs> can we just, I just want you okay. to give me the. Let me give you a process. Okay. <sighs> the most innovative companies are going further with T-Mobile for Business. The PGA of America is helping lower scores and elevate fan experiences with AI coaching tools and 5G-connected cameras. AAA is getting more drivers back on the road fast with location telematics. And the Las Vegas Grand Prix is powering race day operations with 5G connectivity, giving fans an experience at the speed they deserve. This is Accelerating Innovation with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at tmobile.com slash now. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com, C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. I've interviewed many successful people over the years, and one thing I find fascinating is that many of them don't consider themselves business savvy. Take the owners of Tightknit Brewing. They turn to Chase for Business for everything from banking and payment acceptance to credit cards and do all of it in one place with the Chase Mobile app. And that's helped these brew-loving friends turn a passion into a business. Learn more at chaseforbusiness.com. Make more of what's yours. Chase Mobile app is available for select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. J.P. Morgan Chase Bank, N.A. member FDIC. One of the most powerful ways to change your world is to change your internal dialogue. Okay. 
Now, I'm only going to give you three examples here. But there's how many? Oh, my God. Thousands. Okay. All right. Because they're just all words, right? Because every word holds power, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So here's one of the things I teach my students. The first three words, which are very easy because we use them all the time, especially in America, one is called a negation. It's the word but. Okay. And I'll give you an example of a negation. A negation is like don't, shouldn't, can't. Instead of using the word but, God, Jane, I am having so much fun here, but it doesn't matter what comes after that because your mind only heard the negation. And that's how we normally talk to ourselves. So <laughs> there's the, here's the challenge. We are a, neg- a nation of negations. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're going to find now that I said it, if you're aware and you truly want to make a change in your life, how many times you use the word but in your life. It's horribly bad. It's mm-hmm. horribly bad. Mm-hmm. And it's a negation. God, I, I just, I want to spend so much time with you and I love you so much, but it doesn't matter what's said after that. And yeah. that's how we communicate. Yeah. So use a causal linkage. It's called a causal linkage. The word and. It presupposes a connection to and of. I really want to spend time with you and I love you so much and... Now I, you're waiting for the next thing the to next come thing out. The next thing is, and because I it's going to support overtime yes, at work this because week. it's going to support what I just said rather than negate. It. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. So change the word but, use the word and instead. Next word, the word try. Now, here's the here's the example I give. So Jane, try to take the pen. John picks up my pen and holds it in his open palm right in front of my face. So I grab it. No, 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 no. You're not listening. I didn't say take the pen. I said try and take the pen. So go ahead. Try to take the pen. (laughs) No, no, no. You're not taking the pen. I didn't say not take the pen. I said try and take the pen. And that's what people do this third time. They go like this, back and forth, back and forth. But you're still not taking the pen. Does that make sense? Right. You're either taking the pen or you're not taking the pen. There's no try to take the pen. Yoda, we're all thinking it. What John's saying here is basically that words matter and have an impact in the physical world. So don't use words that limit what you're capable of doing. Helping people get rid of words without clear meanings, words that won't lead directly to the outcome they're seeking, is central to his coaching practice, I think. Okay. So what do I So when we communicate to ourselves and other people, oh yeah, Jane, I'm oh man, I'm I'm really gonna try to make your party on Saturday night. No, you're not. No, you're not. Mm-mm. You know they're not. Right? So but use the word and try, I will or won't, or I can or I cannot. Okay. Be definitive. And the the third word, the word problem. Boy, this one's a tough one too. People want to just experience their world as one big problem. Mm. And when you, when your unconscious mind is processing that word, it seems insurmountable. Okay. Change the word to challenge. That was the very first one that my instructor said to me. He goes, I'm going to challenge you to use the word challenge from now on instead of problem. I'm like, this sucks. I went back the next week because it's a six weekend course. I'm like, that's hard. He goes, yeah, because you're fighting your unconscious mind. You're programming. Uh, Yes. John works with business leaders, people who want to better communicate with their teams or colleagues or prospects. And he's also a life coach with individuals who want to improve their mindset, get ahead in life, stop getting in their own way. 
it's been really hard not to call his methods and NLP in general how to get what you want by manipulating yourself and everyone around you. But I really like John, so don't tell him I said that. Um, did you just hypnotize me in any way? Not necessarily. Say more. Well, I, I'm trying to condition you. Whenever we're in a positive, emotional, wonderful state, do we ever look outside of ourselves and go, boy, I wish this was even bigger and brighter? No, the answer is no. Probably Because not, we're no. inside and we're enjoying it. Yeah. We just, we want to bathe ourselves in those emotions. Mm -hmm. They're so wonderful. That's what life is about. That is all that life is about. That's it. Wait, here's a question. Yes. When I'm in the most positive, happy thing, I literally, the first, and tell me wh why I do this and what's wrong with me. No, there's think, nothing wrong with you. I think, kill me now. Uh, okay. That's what like, you're, in a, you're in a positive state, and you say, "Kill me now." Like die now. Oh like, yeah, because re, that's you want to end up there. Yeah, I just right, want right, to right. be done. Okay, okay. Like I don't. I, ah, I, I'm going to choke you. <laughs> don't use those words. Your unconscious mind is always listening, and it takes everything literally and personally. Oh, I you know I'm going to kill myself. No, no, I don't want to kill myself. But like when I'm in a really really don't happy use mood, the word. I'm just, I think like kill me now. Like let me no, just end don't it. say those. Okay. That, would you tell your daughter to say that? No. No, then why would you tell yourself and your unconscious mind to say that to yourself? I don't know. I call myself because an idiot a, be 30 times a day. I do. Your unconscious mind is always listening. Okay. It takes everything literally and personally. Before he left, John James Santangelo, who used to be a professional magician, had one last thing to show me. Watch this. Some people actually think this is real. Like, you, you saw me pick this up. The pen? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, we're sitting at a table about three feet away from each other, longer than arm's length. On his side, there's a bottle of water on a coaster. On my side, there's a bottle of water on a coaster. And I have my pen and notepad right in front of me because I was using them. He stood up a bit, reached over, and grabbed my pen. Now, you think it's real. It is. No, it's not. What? Because I'm, you know, if I take it, right, and yeah. I say, it's not real because if it was real, I couldn't do this, or I couldn't do this, and I couldn't do this. <gasps> oh, my God! <laughs> so, then, then, now, how real? The pen was in his hands, and then it disappeared. See, if, if I said, it's not there, it's under here, <laughs> you'd be like, wow. That's and then it reappeared under the notebook I was using. My pen, my notebook. But that's what life is about. Impossibility. That was creepy. <laughs> Thanks. Good word. Not entertained. That was creepy. It was. <laughs> when this interview was over and John left, we in the office were in a complete daze. You know, like when you go see a matinee starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson and afterwards you walk out of the theater and into the peaceful daylight and you're totally disoriented? It felt itchy and confusing and intense. And maybe that's the whole point. I wonder how much that feeling, the feeling that something, not sure what, but something happened, gets confused with NLP, quote, working. You know what I mean? Maybe a little placebo effect's going on. I felt fired up and discombobulated. And I'm sure in that state, if John were like, Hey, want to sign up for another session? If he was my life coach, I would just be like, yeah, let's get to the bottom of this, dude. Coming up, we talked to some folks who couldn't disagree with John more. After all, there are certain things, say, 
being a woman or impoverished or gay or a person of color, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You know, systemic bullshit that no amount of programming or willpower or effort can in our current society be made easier by an individual changing their mindset. Believe me, I've tried. That's next time on The Dream. Meditating isn't going to help you deal with the fact in order to feed your children means you have to do two or three jobs or take night shift jobs. It's like she put on a blazer and she's an expert. They have been sold the American dream. A lot of us have been sold the American dream. The Dream is written, hosted, and executive produced by me, Jane Marie. Our producer is Mike Richter, with help from Nancy Golombiski and Joy Sanford. Our editor is Peter Clowney. The Dream is a co-production of Little Everywhere and Pushkin Industries. If you love this show, consider subscribing to Pushkin Plus, offering bonus content, exclusive binge opportunities, and ad-free listening across our network for just $6.99 a month. Look for the Pushkin Plus channel on Apple Podcasts or at pushkin.fm. And while you're there, please sign up for our newsletter. To find more Pushkin podcasts, listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your shows. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula, berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite, with just two capsules a Day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. Right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.